When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jenna Jacoby is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. Kick is away. The kick is up. And... Double door! He missed it! Double door! Double door! Some call it pressure, but it's passion. Simple and plain. Blood of a warrior. The same blood running my veins. Today, this team didn't flinch. Nothing was able to deny us. I take it higher while you implode lower. Collapsing, he's gonna be dumped. No, he's still up, and now he throws it downfield. Duvernay makes a catch. The way I put it down, they never put him down. The Bills came from 17 points down to beat the Baltimore Ravens. We needed a spark, you know, thought he could provide a spark for us. The only thing I'm thinking about is winning out there, and uh, you know, that didn't happen. The Jets have won it. Packers 27 24 victory in overtime. And the Dallas Cowboys are three and one. Touchdown! Kansas City, Mahomes, magic! And the Chiefs with an outstanding, exhilarating victory here in Tampa, Florida. He's Jalen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? And get a people! They won. What a great day of football yesterday in week four of the NFL schedule. But we start where it ended between the GOAT, Tom Brady, and who I think is the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Rose, just walk us through this play. Where my homies? Where my homies? You know what his nickname is, right? He got so many. You know what I mean? But, like, this guy is electric. He's magical and super special. And I've talked about this as this season approached. Look at this off-schedule, unorthodox, different arm angles, feet not squared. That's Devin White. This is Devin White coming up to tackle him right here, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. He just spins off him. And also, Jacoby, the ball security. Look, he got that ball in one hand right there. That ball security is key. That confidence is key for a guy that's been MVP, that's been a champion, that has watched us and rightfully so acknowledge the ascending young quarterbacks and then also acknowledge that he lost Tyreek Hill and wondered what Mahomes would be like. And he was dynamic in that game. And frankly, He's putting the league on notice. And Travis Kelsey, how much of a beast is he? As somebody that got Mahomes on his fantasy team, just FYI, I love when the game started, Tampa fumbled, immediately right run, boom, touchdown Kelsey, jumping over the defender. Here's one thing I'm going to say. I love watching these offensive players jump over the defender, but it's going to be ugly when one of them get clipped. Yeah. It's nah. going to be ugly when one of them get clipped. That's falling on your shoulders. That's falling on your head. That, that's going to be ugly when one of them get clipped because D-backs are going to stop just launching and staring at the ground and actually start putting their heads and looking at the target. 
And when that happened, it's going to be lights out for somebody. But Travis Kelsey, he was terrific getting open, especially early in the first half. And just the dynamic offense of the Kansas City Chiefs drove the deck. What they did on the goal line, right now we're about to see a couple of their goal line plays. Like, Andy Reid is just out here flexing. Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid just, like, get together and just make stuff up. Look at the Mahomes isn't even under center during this touchdown. This is their second score of the game. And this one, look at Mahomes. Look at Mahomes. They snap it directly to Noah Gray, the tight end, who easily p- pressures his way in for the touchdown. Look at Mahomes right there. Like, Bieniemy and Reid draw up things you just don't see other teams do, and it's so much fun to watch. This was a dominant, dominant performance from the Chiefs after losing last week to the Colts of all teams. Absolutely, and watching the enemy and Byron Leftwich navigate great quarterbacks like Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes, I'm thinking, can they get head coaching jobs? Oh, they will. I know it's a couple places that are going to be looking for head coaches this offseason. But, Mr. Rose, one thing that I love about this game and this team is Pacheco. Like, this dude, Pacheco, every time he touches the ball, you get six yards. Whether they're throwing it to him, whether he's running. Like, Pacheco in that number 10 jersey that we're so used to seeing the Cheetah wear, he's running. Look at this run back. Like, he just doesn't go down. He is an amazing runner with both speed and power. Look Look at this from Pacheco and what they have him doing in the offense. I promise you, when they gave him number 10 and Tyreek found out he was wearing it, he's like, seriously, I ain't even been gone one year and y'all already giving away my number. But then when he came in and it looks as explosive, not only in the run game, but also in the return game. And you know what else this does? It gives them two backs. And it pushes Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. It seems like he was motivated. It seemed like he was running a little harder as well. So, again, you mentioned it. The enemy and Andy Reid, they're playing chess. Mm-hmm. And now that they're trying to unlock backs out of the backfield constantly to give them yards in the run game, that's going to be scary as their offense continues to grow. Great performance from the Chiefs. Now, Jalen, you know I'm on the Bills bandwagon. You know I'm part of Bills Mafia. And I was betting on the Bills, rooting for the Bills. It was rainy. They're in Maryland. They're on the road. And this score, like, they gave up a lot of points early. And their offense did not look good. And at one point during the game, they are down 22-3 at the end of the second quarter. And it looked like a blowout for the Ravens. And what happened next, Mr. Rose? Don't call it a comeback. They looked on the sideline. Benny the Butcher was there. Conway the Machine was in his suite. Westside Gun was in the building. And then Bill's Mafia got it together. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, they started inching their way back into this game. And I'm glad you mentioned the conditions because a lot of times when you only look at stats and not watch the game, you don't take it to account that Josh Allen just being a football player is why they won. It would have been one thing for him to quote-unquote be the quarterback, but he's picking them apart. He's running. He's off schedule as well, and he was the guy that all of a sudden got them back. Look at look at these type of plays like this. Yeah, that's that's a football play, okay? Like I'm about to try to get these yards because these cats is on me. They own me, and then all of a sudden you roll left, you hit, and, and so it was great to see. But I have to say this. I I can't ignore the elephant in the room. And you know how much I love um, John Harbaugh. I believe that he and Mike Tomlin, to me, are like my favorite coaches in the league. You got to take the points late, one. Got to. You you, you put Lamar in a bad spot. 
don't force him to have to be the hero. Like, mm -hmm. even if you don't have faith in your defense, on the left side, they got away with a hold, by the way, which wasn't called. Not Jack. that that isn't called all of the time and missed Poyer. in the game anyway. But that's number two for Poyer. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was a ball hawk all day. And so for Lamar, and here's the other thing. Harbaugh, you can't put Lamar in position to play hero ball. And Lamar, you can't take the bait and throw the interception. Even if it's an incomplete pass, they still got to drive the length of the field in theory in bad field exactly. position. You throw an interception, now they get the ball at the 20, they make a couple of completions, do a couple of runs, then they start feeling good about their drive. There was an easy drive for the Bills going down the field. I'm glad you mentioned that extra 23 yards that the interception caught them. I'm glad you mentioned Poyer coming back and getting two picks. The Bills are the best team, not just in the AFC, but in the NFL. That game they lost to the Dolphins. They basically beat themselves, and they had no starters in their secondary. I think this is the best team in the NFL. I can't wait until they play the Chiefs. That's going to be so much fun. It is now time for Soft Mover and Boss Move. The Lions lost your Seahawks. They scored a million points combined. Yeah. None of that matters. All I yeah. want to talk about from this game is DK Metcalf and him needing to use the facilities at the stadium <laughs> and using the cart to get carted off the field so he didn't poop in his pants. Jalen Rose, this is the most important thing that happened in the NFL yesterday. <laughs> Soft move or boss move, having a poop transport cart as a professional football player. I'm gonna tell you, this is actually a boss move and I got a few <laughs> reasons for you. I don't know. As somebody that's been to Ford Field and Run said it, I drive a caddy, you fixing a Ford. It's a long distance from the sideline to the locker room. It's a okay. long distance. And okay. it's like 60, 70,000 people watching. And you know what you don't wanna be do? You know what you don't want to have happen, especially if you need to go to the bathroom really bad, to be running towards the bathroom. That could be all bad. So this is a boss move. He get a chance to sit down, act cool, pretend like he may be going to get some medical attention. You know what I'm saying? Look at it. He he ain't looking like he got to go to the bathroom, but you know no. he ain't moving. Look, but you still, know what's going on internally still. right in that moment. Like, he looks cool. Like, he looks he's like he's thinking about the game, getting another he's, touchdown. But on the inside, he is just doing everything within his power. With all the strength that he has in his body, he's using his mental strength in that moment just to get to the facilities. We always talk about what a physical specimen DK Metcalf is, but that shows real <laughs> mental capability, if you ask me. You know what I mean? That is, that is self control. We talk about body control when he goes up and, and makes great catches, but getting to the facilities hey, on time, still, on schedule, you, you that see, is he body was like, control. I ain't moving. He, he only scratched it. He probably had an itch. He scratched a little bit. Otherwise, he's no, like, I'm going to stay not still. Moving, Nobody not moving move. a muscle. Nobody get hurt. <laughs> a hornet could land on his nose and he would not move a muscle. God, big shout out to DK Metcalf. Shout out to him just for owning it, for tweeting about it, for talking about it. Like, it's hilarious. What? What? I got to say this. See, y'all parachuted into Detroit with hard knocks in the cameras, right? And everybody fell in love with my darling Lions. Mm -hmm. Going into this game, we talked about my squad being a four-point favorite, right? Yep. This game featured almost 100 points. 
But did you see Jared Montana? Of course I saw Jared Montana. I, I know you see Jared Montana. Jared Montana, <laughs> Jared Montana scored more points than any other quarterback. Lamar, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, yes. Patrick Mahomes. None of them have done what that man has done so far this year. He out there picking NFL defenses apart. Now, we can't stop anybody. That's another subject for another day. But it was good to see my guy. And I told you Hawkinson was going to get going. I, I told you he was going to get going. And he was out there running crazy. You see that 81 yard on the sideline, had him got, got to the end zone, a run game still being physical. But we got to win that game, dog. We got to win that game, dog. I, I, I ain't mad at Gino. Jalen, there it was good is to see Gino, so but much on, more to get to. I thought when Dak Prescott yeah. went, went down that we would no longer talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I really thought that we would stop talking about yeah. the Cowboys on this network. But guess what has happened? Cooper Rush has gone out and won them three straight games. They are three and one. They are tied for first in the NFC East, and we have a full-on quarter controversy, quarterback controversy on JJ. It's Jamie Foxx, and you're watching Jalen and Jacoby. Coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, I'm old enough to remember just a couple weeks ago when Jerry Jones had this to say about the quarterback position for the Cowboys. Okay, wouldn't it be something if you had a dilemma as to uh, which way you go? You do that if he gets 10 wins. Same thing that happened with Prescott. I think like that. So you'd want that? You'd want that controversy? Of course I would. Okay. Of course that means we'd won. If he comes in there and played as well as Prescott played, Rush played that well over these next games ahead, I'd walk New York to get that. Jalen Rose, he said it himself. He thinks like that. If they're winning, then they're going to keep Cooper, Cush under, Cooper Rush under center. Can you imagine a world in which that actually happens with Dak reportedly about to be ready to be back in two or three weeks? So, Jacoby, here's the actual dilemma for Cowboys and their fans. Cooper Rush is doing an amazing job winning games, but let's not underestimate that he's also managing them. Yes. And what's allowing that to happen is the play calling. When Dak is under center for the quarter for the Cowboys, it seems like the goal is for him to lead the league in passing and then look up at the scoreboard later. Dak, mm. while he hasn't elevated into what's considered an elite quarterback, he's a really good quarterback. And off the top of my mind, I would take him probably top 10. You know what I mean? Like, uh, off the top of my mind. And so when he's out, now you appreciate the other parts around Cooper Rush. They're running the ball more. They're spreading the ball around a lot more. But when Dak is there, it's Dak needs to win us the game with his arm and throw the ball 45 times yep. and put up 350, 400 yards passing. If they play like this, not only physic with the physicality that their defense played with, and obviously I want to give them a lot of credit for stymieing the commanders, no doubt about it. They was out there, physical, physical. They wanted to be physical. Carson <laughs> Wentz. <laughs> and, and, and let me just tell you this. I, I respect my professional uh, athlete brethren, but I saw Car Carson Wentz week one, and I told you, 
What did I tell you about Carson Wentz after I seen him week one? That you might not see him in starting position again. Yeah, he's washed. And and, and when you when you look down at your team and it's more exciting to see Cooper Rush under center than Carson Wentz, that validates that statement. So good win for the Cowboys. It's great to always win, in particular if Dak's gonna be out. But let's just see what happens with the play calling when Dak returns. Yeah, Cooper Rush has been good. Cooper Rush has not been the reason they win these games. That is the, the balanced offense and the defense. And Jalen, it's time to move on to another team that you and I have a special affinity for, the Phoenix Cardinals. Now, here's one thing I've learned about the Phoenix Cardinals. If they're down in the first half, you live bet them money line to win the game. Because that's what I did during this one, and it worked out great. Because the first half Cardinals and the second half Cardinals are two completely different teams, and there's no explanation why. None. And initially, people were pulling the numbers about the Cardinals and Kyler starting the season fast yep. and then waning later. And he's yep. doing all of this without D-Hop. You know what I'm saying? And Kyler's so very dynamic. And you're right. When they're down, that doesn't mean that they're out. And one time in particular, you talk about betting on them when they're down. It reminds me of that Hail Mary play. You mm. know what I'm saying? The mm. Hail Mary 2D hop. Look at these numbers. A couple of years ago. So Kyler has that in him, no doubt about it. And Cliff Kingsbury seems like he calls a more... Uh, a, a, a more balanced game also. And again, wh while we're going to talk about the players on the field, the guys that's instructing them mean a lot too. That's why we mentioned B enemy when we're talking about the, the Chiefs. We, we need these play callers sometimes to allow these dynamic athletes to not have to play hero ball all of the time. Like Lamar Jackson, go for the three points. Like, I know it. we got Lamar. Go, go for the three. They're playing against Josh Allen. Same with Kyler in the second half was a, was – was an example of that. But can I say one quick thing about the Panthers, and I know we're not going to talk much about them. No. This, this is a bad loss. And, mm. and, and for Baker, you want to go there to reinvent yourself. He's now going to fall into what's called a quarterback competition, for real. Like, we're saying it about Dak, but Dak got the bread. So Dak, like, I know I got 150-plus reasons y'all ain't about to bench me. I ain't worried about nothing. But... Baker Mayfield, that may be a different story. Chillin' Rose, we mentioned it last week, that the gritty is dead. And the gritty has been dead. The gritty should be retired. No one should ever gritty again. The gritty is over. But this weekend, the gritty came back. And it wasn't <laughs> great. You know what I mean? It wasn't great. You know when you went to BYU and you're doing the gritty, the gritty's over. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah it's not a great day for the gritty. It, <laughs> you know... And shout to the NOLA, creating the dance. Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, since they're authors oh, along no. with Knock their cousins. friend, that's Knock a creator. Knock her cousins. They're grandfathered in. Like, they're grandfathered in. He plays with Jefferson, so I know he's like, I'm grandfathered in in his mind. But again, I have to say, not a good day for the gritty. And whoever invented that dance, First off, they should be getting a blank check because I see corporations, I see commercials, I see so many people directly or indirectly profiting off the culture by using that dance. I just now officially have to retire it. As you just Please. mentioned, when certain people are doing it, when we know they don't represent the cool factor at all. 
Kirk Cousins doing the gritty. Like, if you were doing it last week, you cannot do it next week unless you <laughs> went to LSU, as Jalen mentioned. There is so much more to get to, and we have a very short break ahead of us. Before we do, make sure you stay tuned. You are watching Jalen and Jacoby. Shout out to LSU, everybody except Kim Mulkey. The NBA is back on ESPN, doubleheader Thursday night at 7.30. But don't forget, Jalen Rose and the Countdown crew at 7 p.m. Look at this matchups. Can't wait for the NBA to come back. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, what do we do every single day on this program? We acknowledge the fact that Brittany Griner is still wrongfully detained in Russia. Now 228 days. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby wish her a speedy safe return to the United States. And I also want to do another thing. What's that? I was watching football yesterday. So What's many that? close games. Exciting brand of football. Love and it. I looked down at my electronic device. Okay. And one of the people I follow is my brother, David Jacoby. Oh, thanks, man. And he was live tweeting during the game. And at one point, somebody got a scoop and score. And your tweet read, what? What a fart for the Raiders. Fumble and return touchdown. Been trying to make that happen for years. Okay, see, when you said you had a bone to pick with me that you're going to bring up on the show, I didn't know what it was, but I figured it would be this. Fart, fumble, and return touchdown. What's wrong with that? Look at that. You get the fumble. That's the F. And you return it for a touchdown. That's a fart. And also, if you get a touchdown and interception, that is a taint. These should be added to the lexicon. I don't know why this hasn't caught on. I've been trying to make these happen for years. That's the point. You've been trying to make it happen for years because it's not going to catch on. You, like the, you know the ones that you introduced to the lexicon, like stretch mark five, you don't have to say nothing. They just are there. You know, floppertunity, it's just there. You know, you, you come with some great Man. ones, but I got to ask everybody, is that cultural or regional? I need my support. Fart I need my football? support. I need my support. See y'all Are tomorrow. you building up or are you tearing down? Appreciate the love. We'll be back tomorrow, ESPN 2, 4 p.m. every single Thank day. Thank you. You're far too kind. You're far too kind? We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast-exclusive content for podcast listeners. Jalen Rose. There are so many more games to discuss. Don't have a lot of time to do it. We're going to have to rapid fire that. But I do have to say this. You were gracious enough to bring me around the world to Doha. And we stayed at a hotel. And they've got different culture there, different rules. When it comes to dress, the way you interact with people of the same gender, people of the other gender. And it was was such a wonderful eye-opening experience, and I appreciate that. But when I saw Antonio Brown naked in the pool in Dubai, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, like, I think he would get in trouble doing that in Vegas. You know what I mean? In Vegas, where basically anything goes. But just for people that haven't been to the Middle East, like, you don't show your elbows. You know what I mean? And this man is, 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 is fully naked in the pool. And then he went and posted a picture, which I'm not even sure is real, of him and Giselle. Hugging. 
And when I saw that, I was like, that cannot be real. But enough people have talked about it and retweeted it. I've seen it pop up in the timeline enough that I think it is real. This man is unhinged, and I hope he gets the help that he needs because this behavior is not that of a sane person. Yeah, this, this behavior is extremely reckless, and I'm glad you brought up Doha. Hopefully we get a chance to go to the World Cup. That would be an incredible experience. I, I don't recall ever having a chance to attend the games in that manner. I got a chance to see the U Team USA in London, um, but I didn't really get a chance to watch other events play. Hopefully I get a chance, we get a chance to do that this year. And, you're, and let me say something else about people who talk to us about traveling to the Middle East. I gotta tell y'all a secret. I live in the United States of America. And I want to remind y'all of something that has been done in this country. Things like slavery. Things like being looked at as three-fifths of a man. Jim Crow laws. Segregation. Drinking from separate fountains. Going to separate schools. And you graduate that to now when I'm not going to get vast too political, but all I know is Somebody really high on the Supreme Court is married to somebody else that's doing some things that's not bringing our country together. Do you know bring our country together? Football every single Sunday, Mr. Rose. Absolutely. And we got a lot of games to get through. Okay, I'm I got start. you. I feel you. But let me say I'm, one other thing. Yes, of course. Let me say course. one other thing. So let me get back to the Antonio Brown part of that. When you travel abroad, it's almost like traveling in the United States. When, when, when did people start acting like it's safe here? Let me remind y'all of the defense against danger that we all play as American citizens every day. First off, every step we take needs to be insured for a reason. Your house, your car, your life, your business, I could go on and on and on, dental. I, I could go on and on and on about why we need insurance for protection against something that might happen. And number two, every step we take, there's security and an alarm. On your car, you got an alarm. On your house, you have an alarm. On your phone, on your email, on your social. You have so many codes, Netflix, Hulu. Sometimes I'm sitting down like, I don't even remember all of this. Why are we doing that? Because we can't trust each other. There's a reason why people carry firearms because other human beings pose a threat to their safety and well-being in a lot of times. That's just a fact. And so when you're traveling abroad, you get a playbook of what not to do. And clearly Antonio Brown violated that. And like Jacoby said, in the United States, if you behave that way in Los Angeles, New York, or Las Vegas, at a major hotel in particular, normally that person is gonna get disciplined by law enforcement or security. I said the exact same thing you said. When I saw him plunging, jumping in and out, looking at his buttocks, looking at the footage of him, I'm like, is he still over there? 
Like, I'm like, we talking about Britney being wrongfully detained. I'm like, is he still over there? And the behavior that he's exhibited, um, there are a lot of different ways we can couch it. We could talk about the brain trauma that he likely suffered playing football. We could talk about how he unceremoniously didn't get a chance to finish what was a great career. You know, I'm pretty sure like all of us, he has things happening in his personal life. But I'm a stickler for, it's one thing for you to behave a certain way. It's another thing when you're involving other people and causing them, you know, to be a part of like your dysfunction. And I, I, I think it's uh, disrespectful to be posting um, Giselle. Absolutely. Like that, that's, that crosses the line. They say that in any mob movie. What are the two things we don't rock with? You don't rock with the wives, you don't mess with the kids. Those are two things that everybody knows, that you don't cross those lines. So like you, I hope that he gets the support that he needs, but also this seems like some behavior that unfortunately may get worse before it get better if that doesn't happen fast. We only have a short amount of time to get through a lot of games. We'll do this rapid fire. I can't believe that someone won the Giants and Bears game. The Bears did not look good. The Giants did not look good. The Giants had Tyrod Taylor come in the game. And then they started working Saquon Barkley. Then they bring Daniel Jones back in, but he can barely move. And then they basically just went with Saquon Barkley. They they ran for 262 yards. They're now 3-1. Do you believe in this Giants team? Because I do not, and I've seen a lot of their games this season. Well, it's a perfect example, like, if you're organized and you play with effort and you also manage the game, which means you're not trying to lose the game, and then you turn around and hand the ball off to a healthy Saquon and keep the score down, that can keep you in the game. Now, Daniel Jones was also rushing really well. I think he had a one or two TDs rushing. And... I don't see them clearly as like a contending team in the NFC. I don't think they're going to win their division, but it is a positive thing for them with a new coach to get off to such a really good start. So another team that's like kind of could be good, but maybe not. There's two of them in this game, the Falcons and the Browns. Now I thought the Browns would win, but the Falcons just have an offense that, that moves and they, they tried Corderell Patterson early. And it kind of like wasn't working. And then they go, they hand the ball to their backup running backs, and all of a sudden they're running all over the Browns. And it's it's Algier and Huntley who are really getting the yards for this team. The one thing that really stood out to me from this game, to be honest, was the Falcons uniforms are cold. They're good. They've always been Jeez. good. There's no. They just Falcon remind me back to the days when Bad Moon rising and Dion was going back and forth on the field. Prime time, high stepping down the sideline, playing Dude. baseball for the Braves and football for the Falcons on the same day. Jalen, I know you felt good about this. Josh Jacobs, the Raiders win. The Raiders got the first win of the season. They beat the Broncos, who offense just continues to be broken. Ever since week one, their offense is broken. I was like, they'll get it together. Still don't have it together. So my question for you is, is how good does it feel as someone who owns Josh Jacobs, or plays, I should say, Josh Jacobs in fantasy, 
How good did it feel to see it's him finally break out? It's just a fantasy. My running back room is stacked. The problem is the person I took number one overall, Jonathan Taylor, has been probably the worst performer of the bunch so far. Robinson for the Jaguars has given me a game. Kareem Hunt gave me a game the first week. And yesterday it was Josh Jacobs. And you know what I was saying? Because it's the big money league. I was saying, see Jacobs, Frosterista. That's what I was saying when he was out there running on him yesterday. Another breakout performance by a running back that been waiting to break out was Austin Eckler of the Chargers. The Chargers have been banged up, especially last week. Herbert looked better than he did last week against the Jaguars, this week against the Texans. Davis Mills is like low-key kind of feisty as a quarterback. But what do you think about Eckler getting three TDs, two in the ground, one in the air? No Keenan Allen. And I've got to ask everybody something fantasy-wise. Because like any draft, there's a such thing as reaches. And... This isn't hindsight. I knew clearly I was going to have the number one pick. Let me just say this respectfully. Matt Ryan, future Hall of Famer. He's, he's, he, he's, he's getting close to being washed in my eyes. Oh, he's washed. Oh, he's done. Right? Don't worry about it. I can say In it. my eyes. Wentz, like, and, Wentz and Ryan, thank like, you so much I'll, for your I'll services. I'll be the person to say this out loud. And so when I saw that he was going to be their quarterback, I was like, that ain't going to be good for Jonathan Taylor. No. I don't want to take him number one. And then Christian, I didn't want to take him number one because hurt. of Baker and his injuries. I was like, I should just take Eckler number one. Oh. I was like, I should just have the courage to take Eckler number one. Better team, better quarterback. Going to mm-hmm. score more points. I know all of the analytics playing warm weather. All, I, I know. And I literally took Jonathan Taylor because, like, uh, like, unlike most decisions in my life, I actually cared that what people was going to say about Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, Taylor had 42 yards on 20 attempts. 42 yards is 2.1 yards a carry. And not just that, late game fumble. Come on, Jonathan Taylor. And this, that's not just like a one-week thing. You know what I mean? That's not just one down week for Jonathan Taylor. Have you been watching, like, Football Night in America or, like, had, like, you know, the, the Amazon Prime game recap on Red Zone where you see Jonathan Taylor break a 70-yard run and he's got 100 yards in the first half? Have you seen that yet this year? I haven't seen it because I saw it all the time last it. year. I haven't seen it. I saw it. it all the time last year. I haven't seen it. I don't know, man. Another one we need to discuss, which I don't even want to discuss. I didn't watch this one. It was in London. It's the Vikings and the Saints. Um, I've read about it, but, like, it's too early for me. I got kids, man. If I'm going to check out, <laughs> Quincy got a soccer game. You know, Gogo got to get to a birthday party. Like, I, like, you know, it's too much. It's just too much. I ain't watching that. Especially If you put a good game out there, I'll watch it. But I ain't watching that one. The, the, the Vikings won. And, and I'm on the West Coast, so I held it down. I watched it. But again, I got to say, shout to the NOLA for giving the world the gritty. Just like the ATL, they do an amazing job of coming with dances and coming with catchphrases that become mainstream. But at some point, it's time to retire. And unless you went to LSU, retire the gritty. Jalen, I want to say this to you, because we talked about DK Metcalf so much during the TV portion. The Lions look good. 
Like the Lions look good. They're one in three, but I, if I looked at all the one in three teams in the NFL, I would say the Lions are probably the best one. I'm about to do that right now while well, you discuss while you your do Lions. That, see, let, let, here, here y'all go. Like I said on the show, swooping in with y'all TV cameras and everybody falling in love with Dan Quinn quotes and a diehard meat like me to sit there and watch them play for the last 50 years. Like, I don't... I take losing that Seattle game personal. See that? We got to win that game. We got to win the game against Seattle. And when you, especially when you favor by four. Now it's great to lead the league in points. <laughs> That's just said, are we gentrifying his team? The Lions are being gentrified. Correct. Correct. Exactly. I'm going to have to steal that. That's a great one from you. The Lions are, Lions are easily the best 1-3 team, unless you think the Raiders See, you can go. pop See, or the Panthers can pop. The best 1-3 team, here losing spectacularly. I'm just, the go. best losers, the most entertaining See. losers in the See. NFL. I remember they people saying it's about the Cubs, and I remember playing in Chicago thinking that's the worst backhanded compliment of all time. <laughs> I love, I'm going to keep gentrifying the Lions. They just, <laughs> they just opened a Starbucks. Right in the middle of right in the middle of the Lions, right fifty yard line, they opened a Starbucks, in a craft beer place. There's a craft exactly. beer place and a Starbucks no right right no in the doubt. middle of Detroit right now. We'll be back tomorrow with another dope pod. Of step two. Why is that, Jalen Anthony Rose? We just drinking light beer and doing the gritty. We're not done. We're not done. We are. Not done. Got to give the people.